What's up, everybody? This is Tanner from TanManBaseballFan.com. I have a question for you. What is your goal in collecting? I want to tell you about one of mine from when I was 12 years old. Uh, I was actually going through this, uh, believe it or not, as a 12-year-old, going through like this uh, little course I think that my parents had. It was like a little tape. It was a tape. It was from Zig Ziglar. And it was called See You at the Top. And... Uh, it had a nice little list of uh, things to do uh, that were uh, actionable items that allowed you to be able to clearly see yourself uh, through to a certain goal. And uh, to me, because baseball cards were the most important thing to me as 12 years old, and there's not a whole lot of difference between them now for me, I guess, uh, you know, I applied this to uh, baseball cards. And so I started thinking, what do I want to do? And it's, I know you probably, <laughs> it's kind of it's kind of strange for me to tell, uh, uh, to remember as a 12 year old, like going through this like Zig Ziglar motivational course. But uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you some of the, uh, the items, the list of items, I think there's about six or seven things that you need to do. And uh, you know, so it was just, I don't know, it clicked with me. Like, it just really clicked with me. I really uh, liked it and helped me a lot. So, the first thing was to write down basically clearly what you want. Uh, and they say that a goal that's not written down is just a dream. And uh, I think that's, that's interesting. It resonates with me because we do a lot of things, I guess, in life where we're like, well, uh, I want to do this or I wish I could do that. But when you put pen to paper and you set a plan in action, it stops being just like a dream and I want to do this or wish to do that. And it becomes more of a, my goal is this. I am going to achieve this. This is what I plan to do. Uh, so one of the next steps is, uh, and it, I apologize for not being able to have the entire list because this is just uh, off the top of my head. Um, I've used this a number of times in my life and uh, it's worked really well, but uh, I'm just on a walk here at night, so I'm not you know, reading anything. But uh, one of the other items was, uh, was identifying what's in it for me. Why do I want to achieve this goal? And uh, so to be able to lay this down, this, uh, this groundwork, is gonna give you hopefully like a clear vision. I, I will make this more applicable to cardboard in a little bit here. So uh, one of the other uh, things is uh, uh, what uh, obstacles do I have to overcome to, uh, to get this, uh, to you know, basically achieve my goal. And then identify the, uh, the people, groups, and organizations that I need to deal with to be able to uh, you know, achieve my goal. And finally, uh, setting a deadline. Now, I might have missed one or two things there. If you are truly interested in something like that, check out Zig Ziglar's See It With The Top. I think they have like a whole uh, list somewhere online. It's probably readily available on Google or whatever. But anyway, so for me, uh, and by the way, I liked adding in a little extra from like uh, Tony Robbins. And I, I think Tony Robbins was my inspiration for this part, was, uh, you know, you have that skeleton as a structure, right? 
Uh, oh, and one of the other items is, by the way, is like develop a plan of action, how you're going to get this done. You know, so that's one of those other, uh, one other line items uh, to, you know, see yourself through to, you know, success at, at uh, reaching your goal. And so uh, that's kind of like the skeleton. That's the structure. Uh, putting pen to paper, uh, writing all the stuff down, clearly identifying what you want, why you want it, what the obstacles are, what the deadline is, so on and so forth. And so uh, Tony Robbins, he's, he's really good and, and his books are really good and everything too. So one of the things that I remember hearing uh, from him is, uh, I think it's from him, was to work a little bit uh, on your goals every single day. So that way you always have forward motion. Now that really resonates with me. Uh, because if you just have it written down and you don't do anything, then it's like, eh, it's easy to kind of go by the wayside. But if you're continually making process, uh, progress, uh, that's going to be super, super beneficial at the end of the day. So I've also heard this. If you give 1% every day, um, you know, guess what? By 100 days, you're going to have 100% uh, uh, progress. So that's, uh, <laughs> you know, that's pretty great. Pretty great to think of it that way. So, as a 12-year-old Tanner saw this uh, through the through the lens of uh, of uh, 12-year-old me, I wanted to really kind of just try this out. And so, what I did was, I, and I'll first of all, I'll tell you kind of the setting. As a 12-year-old, I was living in Robinson, Kansas. It was like a you know 200 250 population small town. And a great little town, by the way. Like, I, uh, <laughs> I was terrified of the of the change for sure. Like, just absolutely terrified. Uh, but it was, looking back, it was a great small town experience that I wouldn't have had uh, if we didn't move there. And uh, you know, we had a baseball field that you could walk to, and so I was on the little league team there. Uh, you know, you could walk down or ride your bike a little further, and. You know, you go into downtown and, you know, I would go to the pool hall to pick up a, a can of RC Cola and a Hershey bar. You know, it was just really kind of a fun, uh, just a fun time. I only lived there for about half a year or so. But uh, my, infection, my infectious uh, desire for baseball cards really kind of spread over everybody else over there. And so everybody, like it spread like wildfire. Uh, everybody that was a teenage boy was huge into baseball cards. Uh, everybody liked them as it was, but you know, when I came into town, I was just like that passionate about it. I guess it kind of uh, went even further, <laughs> quite a bit for everybody else. So, uh, but anyways, in any event, I wanted to try out this uh, goal system when it, had, it came to uh, baseball cards. And so what I was going to do is I ended up buying... Uh, my first, because I had this affinity for old cards as a 12-year-old. Something about old cards that like predated me. I felt like there's some sort of like a magic to them. It felt like um, you know. So living in a house there with my grandparents, uh, so my folks were living there too. Uh, this house is probably, and this is back in 1992. So th this uh, house is, I think, is built around like 1910 or something like that. So. It was a uh, house that was built that was brand new right around the release of the T206 baseball cards that we all know and love, which is so cool. 
Um, I always thought there was something really neat about that. And I kind of wish I could go back. You know, they don't have, you know, my grandparents have passed away. My grandpa passed away years ago. Grandma passed away last year. And, you know, they didn't have the house at that point anyways. But um, anyway, uh, I remember the windows being like on some sort of like a pulley system, you know, which was, you know, kind of interesting. There's like rope and everything that you'd use to bring them up and down. No air conditioning whatsoever, which is crazy. There was a, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I just got hit by sprinklers here and I didn't realize it. <laughs> um, there was a basement because you have tornadoes, right? Like in Kansas, I mean, that's where, you know, you could get some terrifying tornadoes there. So you would have, uh, you know, like every day at noon, there would be this massive siren that would go notifying everybody that's lunchtime. Uh, but that same siren would be used for uh, tornadoes, tornado warnings. So you'd have to go down into the into the basement. And you know, here in Texas, we don't have basements. Uh, here in Texas, we also do have air conditioning. <laughs> so, but that house we did not. And uh, so it was it was, a, it was a great experience. But it made me think about like I wish I could go back there now and look around and just kind of get a better feel for like how uh life was brand new back in the times when the t206 cars were just created and so uh, around that time i ended up picking up my first t206 card it wasn't anybody that i really knew of it wasn't anybody famous and it was you know no doubt uh in bad condition i'm i'm fairly certain it's an ed rollbach uh, and I think it was the no glove showing, uh, version, if I remember correctly. Uh, but it was, a it was a card that I just thought was incredible. I saw it at like this coin and card store, uh, in some neighboring state from, you know, Kansas. Cause you know, you right there, it's Northeast Kansas. You're next to Missouri, you're next to Nebraska and we would go to places like in St. Joseph, Missouri to like maybe a card in coin shop and I remember there's this T206 card that Ed Robot. And uh, I ended up buying it, I think it was like $50, which was a massive deal to me. Of course, I mean, that's a lot of money anyways, but uh, to a 12 year old, you know, <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a significant amount of money. So, especially in 1992, but I ended up uh, buying it and I think it was $50. I mean, for all I know, it could be 25, but I think it was 50, uh, at least it felt like it was 50 back then but I, I buy this card and I remember just looking at it and thinking wow this card is as old as the house I live in and the house I live in is ancient so the way that I started thinking about it was I would like to do a um, uh, make a goal have a goal of buying 25 T206 baseball cards and problem is is in the middle of nowhere Kansas um, you know how do you do that especially if one was $50 so uh, what I did was I took that little Zig Ziglar list and I started writing it down so 12 year old Tanner writes it down clearly define what you want well I want 25 T206 cards and it says why do you want it 
And so I'm, and you know, it's funny, I probably have this stuff written down somewhere uh, in my closet or something, or maybe my mom has, I don't know. Uh, but it was uh, me saying basically, you know, why do I want this? Well, I love T206 cards and it'd be great to have more than just one, you know? And uh, so identify the people, uh, groups and organizations that you need to work with. So I wrote those down. I said, you know, I can, I need to work with, uh, quote unquote work with my friends why because that I need to be able to get money for these so what that means is I need to be able to sell my my cars which are 1992 tops and 1991 donners and all this uh, so I can save up to get these really amazing old cards and uh, here's another one well Kit Young so I had a, a, a Kit Young uh, mail order guide that said hey you can order these uh, you know, these tobacco cards, these T206 tobacco cards for X amount of dollars. So, okay, well, that's going to be, uh, uh, you know, a person that I'm going to uh, work with to be able to get these, uh, get these cards. So I just kept going on down the list. And, you know, plan a plan of action. What's a plan of action? Well, the plan of action was for me to start saving up. And to, number one, first and foremost, figure out how much I needed to... Uh, save up. So I found out, I think I ended up having to, to save $500 or something. And that was a lot of cardboard to sling uh, as a 12 year old in a small town. But, uh, uh, and I had like a, a deadline or an end time of uh, the end of summer, if I remember correctly. So uh, I started selling. I sold uh, packages of cards from, you know, 92 tops for. $10 here and 91 tops for $5 there and just kept selling, selling, selling. And eventually I ended up getting the money and I sold, uh, uh, you know, a lot of stuff I had, but I ended up being able to buy these 25 T206 cards. And so it was fun because it was like, I was able to put into action as a 12 year old, this little, uh, goal series. Uh, uh, you know, list of items and it worked. You know, I was thinking, man, this is really cool because had I not done this, I wouldn't have gotten those Tito 6 cards. And so I just thought that was really such a neat thing. Uh, and I think that uh, it gave my life kind of purpose <laughs> uh, in my hobby life, at least back then as a 12 year old. Uh, it exposed me to the fact that like, you know, hey, if you set goals and you know how to go forward about it, you can really achieve anything. I mean, if you set your mind to, to something, you can you can really achieve anything. Um, it's just a matter of how much time, energy, focus, uh, attention you want to put on something. Uh, but anyway, so, uh, you know, seven years later, um, and I've told the story before, uh, I was in Texas on my own uh, as a 19 year old in his own apartment. And uh, I had, or maybe it was, maybe it's 2000. Yeah, maybe it's 2000, so I might've been 20. Uh, you know, 20 year old, uh, just got out on my own as a 19 year old before that and had no money. And I wasn't really involved in the hobby at this point. Uh, and uh, Christmas was coming up. And I had a fiance. And so I go, huh, I really want to get her something special. 
But the problem is this. I don't have any money to get anything for her. So what did I do? I ended up selling uh, the uh, T206 cards that I had loved so much and worked so hard for uh, as a child to be able to get her something. I don't even remember what it was I got her. But I sold too low, definitely, because I was really just needing to get the money. And so I wasn't in a, in a position to really haggle or anything like that at all. So uh, I ended up, uh, you know, selling them. And then, you know, obviously later on down the road, I uh, got back into baseball cards and, you know, the rest is history. But uh, in any event, it was, uh, it was fun to be able to kind of see how that goal system worked. So uh, what I would like for you uh, to do after hearing all this stuff, after hearing me jabber, uh, all like a, a long time about all this goal stuff. I'd like for you to, to kind of sit down and really think about what you want to achieve in this hobby. And uh, I'll preface that this by saying I do not suggest that you put this in any way, shape, or form uh, ahead of uh, relationships and you know responsibilities. Keep this contained in your hobby, uh, unless you're planning on you know making this like a business or something like that. But uh, still, don't put that ahead of your relationships. Uh, you know, so I'll, I'll preface that by saying that. Uh, now, uh, I want you to start thinking about this. So, number one, again, uh, clearly define what you want. And so, let's say uh, this is—I—I I don't know. I'm just gonna—I want to try to. Let's let's say this. Let's say you wanna you wanna build a <laughs> I don't know a, a Cleveland team set from uh, 33 Gaudi. You know, so so that's that's the clear identifier. You want to build this Cleveland Indians 33 Gaudi team set, a raw one. Okay. So why do you want it? Uh, okay, well maybe you want it because you. Uh, love the Indians and you love 33 Gaudi, the art and everything, because they're gorgeous cards. And, uh, you know, which by the way, this is, it's kind of funny I picked that because I think there's a uh, 33 Gaudi Lajway, which is like one of the most important cards in the hobby. So that's probably going to be tens of thousands of dollars. So maybe that's a, maybe that's a bad example <laughs> to use this. But, uh, but anyways, uh, we'll, we'll, nonetheless, we'll, we'll go forward. So, uh, you know, you have a number of reasons why. And, and by the way, when you're going through this list of reasons why you want something, uh, sometimes you might find out that you don't really want this as a goal. You know, like if it makes you sit, if it makes you think uh, for a long time, like, why do I want this? You can't come up with a good reason. Maybe you need to find a goal that's compelling enough to that's worth your time. Uh, you know, maybe he just have this like white hot obsession for 33 Gaudi Cleveland cards uh, in, you know, like an Indians team set or something. I don't know. I mean, I'm just guessing. Uh, and this can really, this is scalable. This can work on anything if you're in your life, you know, like it can be, you know, I want to get this other job over here. Or I want to uh, save up to buy a house or a car or whatever. So anyways, but for, because this is a baseball card podcast, 33 Gaudi Cleveland Indians team set. And, uh, so if you have like this compelling uh, story as to like why you want it, then maybe you go forward. Uh, 
you know, what are the obstacles in your way? You might say, well, money. So let's take that lazy way out of there and let's say it's going to cost you $2,000 to get every, everything or even $1,000. I don't even know who's in the 33 Gaudis for Indians. Um, but let's say it's $1,000. And so what are the obstacles? Well, let's say it's $1,000 and you uh, only have $500. And so that could be a big thing. Another thing would be to actually uh, get the cards themselves, to find suitable uh, specimens of each card that you like. Maybe that means you want them graded at a PSA 3 or greater, or an SGC 5 or greater, or, or just raw, and you keep them in binders. I don't know. But anyway, so if you write all that down, you can have a very clear objective of what you want to do. Um, so identify the people, groups, and organizations you need to work with uh, to get this done. So number one, probably eBay. Uh, number two, the forums, like Net54 Baseball for vintage stuff. And, uh, you know, so those are probably two of the big things. Uh, maybe three, a couple of friends or, or fellow collectors that you know that you might be able to, uh, to trade with. And so next thing is clearly uh, have a plan of action. So what are you going to do? So for you, you might want to step one, go through all of your collection and put aside the cards that, that don't really mean much to you you're not excited about. Number two, find out how much that you could sell this for and determine how much more you need after that, if anything. And number three, uh, use that money and look in the forums and on eBay and everything for the specific items that you want. And then, uh, you know, go forward. So, you know, the, and this is just kind of on the fly. I'm talking about, like I said, like a, as I'm on the walk here. So, there's, uh, there's a lot of power in doing this. So uh, next thing, what's the deadline? And so you might not have a deadline, but uh, that's another, uh, another quote that I heard, like a, a, a dream or a goal without a deadline is just a dream also. So, there's, <laughs> so I guess you could use that in two ways, right? You could say a, a goal that's not written down is a dream and a goal without a deadline is just a dream. So the deadline, let's say you want to put a deadline down of you know, uh, December 1st, you want to have this team set assembled by December 1st. And, you know, you got to be flexible too, because sometimes cards won't show up in time, you know, so you need to sometimes extend the deadline. But it's been my experience that when you have something that you can work on, that you can measure, uh, you're, uh, you're more likely to be proactive and to take steps toward it. And uh, so this might, this whole, this whole thing about like setting goals for your collection stuff might sound a little hardcore. And uh, I understand, I get it because it kind of is, you know, it is uh, hardcore when it comes to collecting, especially when a lot of people are just casual collectors and, you know, they just kind of like to open a box here and there. And I get it, I understand. Uh, and if you don't want to get this deep into something, you know, by all means, you know, I, you know, feel free not to, it's uh, but it is fun. It is fun to have a mission, so to speak. That's why people complete sets. That's why people heavily collect certain players or teams. Uh, you know, there's so many fun ways that you could collect. And so uh, that's the great thing about this as well, is like you can really kind of mold this goal uh, setting system to whatever you want. 
Um, you know, maybe you want just like a, a banger of a card, like a T206 Ty Cobb or something. Um, you know, I would say it's definitely a worthy goal. Uh, maybe as a seller, maybe your goal is to sell all of the cards that you don't want anymore. Uh, and maybe that's just the end goal. Maybe the goal is that you want to be profitable and make money in this hobby. So there's just a lot of things that you can do, which is just really, really, really fun. Uh, and so I would personally recommend it. Um, it's just been, it's been great. It's been such a great hobby for me. And, uh, you know, I guess, uh, uh, it's always fun to be able to have hobbies, but you know, obviously again, I started this off, uh, by saying this, but I'll say it again, you know, definitely make sure that this doesn't take the place, uh, or, uh, that you put this ahead of responsibilities and relationships. Because, uh, you know, th these things in life are most important. And I know that this hobby can get so addicting that we can easily kind of uh, <laughs> devote too much time and effort into this thing. So uh, I know how it is. Uh, I kind of wrote a book about it. You know? <laughs> but uh, anyways, it's, uh, it's fun nonetheless. And as a hobby, like, there's not much I've seen out there myself that's been as rewarding to to be a part of so um anyway so with all this rambling i hope this uh, helps somebody out there uh and like i said try it out let me see what you uh tell me what uh what comes of it for you and what your goals are i'd love to hear it so uh thank you as always for listening and i uh, hope you all have a great night